Testing, testing, one, two, three. I got my best friend here with me. We is working, we is cool. Sex symbols that rule the school. <laughs> this week on Not Just Another Sex Podcast. So, the peanut gallery has a question. Have y'all ever thought about each other like that? Tell us the tea. It sounds so bad. I was like, I can see this shit happening eventually. I have. But mind you, when I thought I liked my friend, y'all, I went to therapy. Hey, sugar. You're listening to Not Just Another Sex Podcast. I'm your host, Samaya Burton. I've been a hands-on sexual educator for over five years through my company, Sexual Essentials. So I can tell you that being an adult absolutely has its perks. But now let's talk about just how hard adulting really is. Whether you're healing trauma, building healthy relationships, or figuring out how to create your own happiness, the truth is you may feel like you don't know what you're doing, but you're here now. And that's enough. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Not Just Another Sex Podcast. I am your host, Samaya Burton, and welcome to the show. So I'm super excited because I have a sex symbol on the show today. It is my best friend. (laughs) (laughs) Dijon. Say hello, Dijon. What's good? Glad to be here. From one sex symbol to another sex symbol. It's about damn time. It's about time. It's about time, y'all. If we, I feel like for the first for the first little bit of this show, it's gonna be a lot of. It's about time, girls. Yes. It's about time, and yes. I'm and it feels yes. good. It's, it feels good to to for people to be like. It I feels told good you to. So. It feels good to be here and actually see it and feel the energy in the room because we've been talking about this for quite some time now. Quite some time. The things and the feelings that he's talking about is one. This is my show, you know. Yo shit. My shit. You know, uh, but also this is my set. We are shooting today at Something Extraordinary Content House, the SE Content House, um, owned by me, and I'm super excited. Uh, I think we look pretty, pretty nice. It, it's, it looks nice. The rust and the color coordination. It's coming together. It's, it's, coming, it's together. coming together for sure. It's looking really, really good. It's beautiful. Before we get started into this episode, make sure you help us pay some bills. Check out our merch on the website. Today I have on the Negativity Makes Your Pussy Dry crew neck. Don't wear it to work, but put it in your closet, okay? <laughs> wear it somewhere social. So yes, I, I love this crew neck. And we're going to get started with the show. I'm very excited to have you today. Glad to be here. Yes. So let's get into the adult tip of the day. So the adult tip of the day is something to help us be a little bit more responsible, taking adulthood in bite-sized pieces and making it a little bit easier to digest, whether that's your therapist, my therapist says, or here's a little life hack and sometimes a quote or two to make you more responsible. Well, today's is a little serious. Mm. I'm not going to lie to you. If somebody was to drop dead right now, I would not know what to do. If they was to stop breathing, I wouldn't know what to do. Or any of that. And I had to, I realized like we're getting to an age where we're the responsible ones right. in the room. And so today's adult tip of the day are the signs of a stroke. And I know it's like, well, damn, that was a little turn, but <laughs> <laughs> it's not just another sex podcast. So we don't just talk about sex. It's supposed to be a fun way for us to be accountable, be responsible, address trauma, have fun, talk about sex. That's what life, real life actually encompasses. So, um, Ask yourself, if somebody was to have a stroke right now, would you know what to do? Um, in real life, if if someone has a surgery, according to my Grey's Anatomy knowledge, uh, if they have a stroke <laughs> in three hours, if the doctor can get to them, they can reverse all the side effects. And right. even if that's not true, strokes are dangerous. People die and people have life alter, altering like effects afterwards. And just ask yourself, like, for real, do you know? And so the signs are fast. That's how you remember. Fast. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, face. Smile and see if one side of the face droops. Mm. Arms, raise both arms. Does one arm drop down like they can't keep their arms up? S is speech. Say a short phrase and check for slurred or strange speech. And T, time. If the answer to any of these is yes, call 911 right away. Um, And that's just the truth. I I do want to be more accountable because I am the adult in the room now. I think sometimes we forget that we're the adults. We, We all do. Yes. And it's important to know those things because I didn't know those things. I've never seen somebody had a stroke in real time in front of me. So it's just good to know that type of information because we grow up and then we think to ourselves like, yo, we're the adults now. Like (laughs) real real shit. We are the adults now. So we got to be a little bit more responsible in knowing these things and planning them out or knowing how to deal with them when they when you do encounter them. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So I hope that we put a little spin on it and you can just, you know, be a little accountable and maybe look if you did know that one, maybe look up something else, brush up on your CPR or something like that. So. um, All right. That was the adult tip of the day. Now we're going to move on to the Twitter talk. Let's talk about it. I don't know about y'all, but I am definitely at a point where staying home is one of my favorite places to be. It's where I'm the most comfortable. But also at this age, it's where I want to feel the most central. So how do I get both? Sexual Essentials thigh-high socks have been amazing. First of all, they actually are made for thick thighs as well. So they go all the way up to my lady parts. So I put them on with a pair of boy shorts or cute undies, crop top, or a large t-shirt. And I'm in the mirror taking selfies and I just can't get enough of it. I'm super obsessed. So they have five colors and we want you to get 15% off as our loyal listeners. So make sure that you use code N. N-J-A-S-P, you know, the initials of the podcast. And you're going to get 15% off your entire order. The link can be found below, or you can check the link in our bio on any of our social medias so that you can get your pair of socks before your color sells out today. All right, now back to the show. All right, Twitter Talk is a segment that we did to pay homage, 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 you need to get this right. I'm one episode. One episode. All right. Uh, Somebody so, hold up flashcards next time. <laughs> it's a black Twitter. <laughs> yeah. uh, because almost every viral or controversial topic or good tweet, if you say something that's real profound, it's going to surface. It's usually starts <clears> on Twitter <throat> and it ends up on Instagram, ends up on TikTok and whatever. So um, this segment of the show is called Twitter Talk. And today's is a, um, a tweet that I saw and it actually reminded me of you. So I thought it would be good for this episode. Um, I don't care what y'all see me accomplish. I still need the help. I still need the support. I still need the guidance. I still need the encouragement. There's mm. no level I'll ever reach where I don't need these things. And y'all know I'm a real sentimental edge bitch. So in in all honesty, when I think about like my best friend, it doesn't matter what levels that I hit. Being acknowledged by my friends, them supporting me and and being my cheerleader, it never changes, no matter how used to it, no matter how used to getting on set I am or any of those things. Mm-hmm. And I know with our friendship, you're more an internal mm-hmm. person. So you don't really. I don't. But I know that you don't really need those things. But I know that I still love like being proud of you and giving you your flowers and stuff like that, which I gave you some actual flowers. before. I appreciate the, it. It was my favorite color. For the episode today, um, men don't receive a. Physical flowers all the time, but um, my best friend just had a birthday. Um, happy birthday to you. Appreciate and, you. And um, yeah, I just want to let you know, you know, I love you. Love you too. You know, now we got it on record. I never have to say it again. <laughs> 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 so we're going to get into these topics. So Dijon has been my friend for 12 years. 13. 13? Yeah. You sound old. Nigga, I am old. <laughs> <laughs> we met in college. Uh, we both went to FAMU. College Club. Yes, College Club. That's college Florida Club. A&M University. Yeah, shout out to the Rottlers. Yes, the illustrious, on the illustrious highest of Seven Hills. Yes. Um, and I don't I don't even know what I realized. You was like, like, this is my dog. Like, I don't know if it was the us having them big gallons of wine and large pots of spaghetti. The Carlos. Uh, Carlos Rossi. <laughs> That's we all were, we used to drink. All we used to drink was Carlos yeah. Rossi. Um, we just knew we was with some wine drinkers. Dijon was telling. <laughs> you were the first man that I met that was so proud about being a gentleman. Um, That's true. <laughs> I, I, I guess I guess you can say that's true. Yeah. You were one of the first people that were very proud about being a gentleman. Um, and he was like, yeah, men drink wine and this good wine and mm-hmm. stuff like that. We couldn't afford good wine, though. So we drank Carlos Rossi. It was red and it went in the glass. Um, we used to do potluck meals. Like if he would cook or either and we would bring the wine or I would cook and you would bring the wine. Um, We'd be having game nights, too. Game nights, music. The same way that I am as an adult, I really was in college. Yeah. We definitely was hanging out um, at our apartment all the time. Um, But one day I looked up, and we were grown-ups. We were adults, and this man had been in my life for 13 years. And that's crazy. So this episode is a little bit of um, that journey, especially in a world where everybody is constantly saying, Men and women can't be best friends. Um, if they're best friends, something has happened between them. They right. fucking on the side and stuff like that. And I'm just like, that's 
just not true. Right. That's just not true. And so, like, what do you say to stuff like that? I know you hear it all the time, but you have plenty yeah, of female I'm, friends. I'm pretty sure that that has been said about me and you probably a million times. <laughs> I, but you know me, I don't I don't get caught up in that type of thing. And for me, as a man, um, I thirst for a feminine energy. I like being around it because I was raised around it. I was raised by a single parent. Um that's not to say that I don't have any masculinity because I spent half my life being raised by my uncle. Right. So right. I got to see both, you know, feminine and masculine energy. But for one, that's one thing I like to be. Uh, feminine energy for me is something that keeps me centered and humble and grounded. And that's why I like to be around it. And also with you, you've always been a feminine person. Got a little thug in you. What? Yeah, you do. You do. And because I can't, I can't be around you long if I don't sense it in you. Mm. So you've always, you've always had it. That's the thing. Why I don't, you always? You know what? <laughs> I give you, I give you a hard time about it. He, when I tell you, like, even I wear camos on purpose just to fuck with him because he always say, "Yeah, you know, you a nigga." He always, that's what he say to me all the time. But it's so funny because Dijon is one of those people that would mess with me about things. But when it's in the heat of the moment and it matter, he'd tell the truth. He'd be like, "Actually, yeah, that's me." You so unnecessary. Why? Why you extra? You know, this is just a part of my personality. I, I don't like the hole punches. I like to be very, very honest and transparent with people. Um, I like to joke lightly, but when there's a serious situation, you know, I'm going to have to let you know, like, look, like somebody like, you need to do this. Or I think you should do this. But if you don't do it, I'm not upset at you. But I just want you to know as your friend, I'm going to let you know that I think that this is the way you need to go about things or lean into this direction yeah um when it comes to like advice and things like that Dijon has always been a great sounding board for me because I I don't have a lot of male energy in my life um and I feel like he shows up as a man regardless like whether you're his friend or not like he treats you the same you know like right always shows up at, at just a very grounded person actually um and there are two instances where I'm just like I trust you for sure. When I when I started Sexual Essentials, I told him what I wanted to do. He said, yep, do it. When you start. <laughs> I, I make the look. What, what, what we got to do? What, what do we have to do? Um, there was that. And then when yeah, I, I mean, because uh, when somebody tells me, so, I'm the type of person, if you tell me something, I'm going to be like, no, that's not you. That but ain't it. it. But if it is for you, I'm going to be like, yeah, you need to lean on that. I have, a, I have a talent to look at people and say, all right, this goes well with you. And you know, I used to be a teacher. So <laughs> when when cultivating students and shit like that, you can see when a student has a natural ability to gravitate towards this particular area. Mm. And you kind of try to push them in an organic way without saying like, hey, mm -hmm. you need to do this. And it, it was the same with you when you told me that you wanted to do this. I'm like, hell yeah, that's you. But yeah. if it wasn't you, <laughs> yeah, I would have let you know. Yeah. That you know this very well. Um. And then, of course, the second one was me starting SE Media Group. SE Media Group, yeah. Um, and it was it was something that was that I, I really thought about and everything. But when I when I told him the whole picture, he's like, "Absolutely, you yeah. got you got to do it like yeah. this." And and I've learned to trust his judgment about a lot of things. And what's crazy is that there are a lot of times I have not. Yep, trusted. <laughs> we could have been here five years ago. I just want you to know we could have been on this podcast five years yeah, ago. Divine time and divine but, time. But but th th that's the thing is just that I can't force you to do something that you don't feel comfortable doing just yet. Right. And it's to a it's to this point that I'll plant the seed and I'll water it and I'll and you'll naturally organically figure the shit out because sometimes you need to go through shit to actually realize like oh i need to do this for myself yeah. so i didn't want you to do it for me even though i saw it in you right. i need you to realize that this is for you and this is you this is a form of you putting yourself first because there's more to samaya than sexual essentials there's more to samaya than um educating people about sex so when we talked about the podcast it was just like yo this is your world you can do anything you want they can't shut you down. Yeah. This is you can make this. This is this is your world. This is Samaya's world. If you wanna, if you wanna pull a Bentley truck up into this podcast, you can do it if you want. It may sound crazy and ignorant, but is is that's the beauty of having a platform where you can 
pretty much come up with anything. Full creative control. Full creative control in yeah. a nutshell. I want to know, is it difficult um, for you to watch a friend make mistakes? I know that our lives are very different. And one of the things that, you know, I'm very honest about mm-hmm. is I've made a lot of mistakes. And when I think, and I'm not going to call my marriage a mistake, right. but it was definitely something that didn't have to happen. Right. It was a result of where I was at that time. And yes, a lot of beautiful things, especially my son came from that, but like you said, as a teacher, um, which is also, that's a trait of parenthood, watching your child sometimes having to make mistakes, mm-hmm. um, watching your students have to make mistakes. And then now you're in a long-term friendship with me. And I know you've had to watch me make some mistakes. Mm-hmm. And so what is it like on that other end? Because I know you try to give me, you know, like, I respect what you say, even though I see the bigger picture and you don't see it yet. Mm-hmm. So I guess, what what was what is that like for you? Like, when did you realize, like, okay, she not... Cause you know we had a whole scenario last year. <laughs> I want y'all to know that. Yeah, to cuss Deshaun out. John cursed me out. I mean, he went off. He was like, "Look, you was fucking around. You is amazing, and you need to be it." He was like, "You need to stop fucking with these type of people." This, like, I don't. And like he said, he jokes with me all the time, but I don't always catch that he's joking. And sometimes he's like, "Okay, you're really not." Oh, you really don't see it. Yeah, you ain't catching And he will sit you down and be like, look, this is what's wrong with this. This is why it's doing this. And I'm telling, like, I I, I let you do this for so long. But it's so crazy because I think about it. I made bigger mistakes. Like, it's so crazy because you never spoke up like, this is not a good marriage for you. But he did speak up when it was like, you know what, your purpose, though, you can't play around with it no more. It's time to fucking get to it. There you go. That's the key key word right there. When it gets in the way of your purpose, because I'm a soul believer that you put your purpose before anything. Yeah. Anything. You put your purpose before anything. And to, to answer your question, is it difficult for me to watch you make mistakes? It's not difficult because um, it never changes your character. And for me, is that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. You could be broke somebody. You could be sexual essential somebody. Not a, <laughs> you could. Damn, you, but broken it, sex. But here's here's the thing. <laughs> if it's if it's if it doesn't change your character, then I'm always show up for you in the way that you need me to show up because that's how I judge you at the end of the day is based on your character. So you could keep making these mistakes, and but. Also, I know you, you, you'll eventually rectify those mistakes. It may take a little bit longer than (laughs) I want it to be, but (laughs) you do eventually say, oh shit, like, damn, like I should have did this. I'm like, Nick, I've been trying to tell you that for months. Yeah. So, but the thing is, is I love to see it because this, when I say that we should have been here five years ago to see it come to fruition, fruition and be here the room, the vibes, it feels right. I feel like there's definitely, um, that's something that I aspire to do with my friends. And I know I don't always play that role as like, like being the visionary. Like I think all my friends, you can't tell me shit about my friends. I mm-hmm. think they're all amazing. Um, but I, I, I love that patience that you have because you can't tell people to do stuff like, no, that ain't what you need to be doing. Like if they don't believe it and they don't see it, then you need to let them work that out. You know what I mean? Right. And for me, I've always been a fixer. And so I feel like just being friends with a grounded person teaches me like you don't have to fix things, let people come into it in their own time. But I feel like that's one of even the, a masculine trait, letting people like they, like men speak up. I feel like when it, when they have to, like right. they, they're going to let you do what you're doing. And then, but once it gets too far, they're going to be like, Hey, all right, now this is how it, no, this is how it needs to be done. Hell, I've had meeting with you with other women, like for work. And then you'll be, you'll let us go on, throw our ideas out there. And then after you get two out there, you'll be like, okay, let's bring it in. Yep. What we need is this person to do this. What we need this person to do this. And, and I, I love that about like just being around men, period. So like when it goes back to that conversation of men and women can't be friends, there are a lot of things in my life that I need that don't require a man to be my man. I require masculine energy in my life. Just because it doesn't have to be a dating situation. And I feel like if anything, it's not just men that sexualize women. Women absolutely sexualize men, right. you know, to the mm. point that it's mostly women that have always asked me, are you and Deshaun dating? Are y'all doing this? And it's like, no other men ask me that's that. A, that's, a, that's a good point because I could agree with that. I've never had a man ask yeah, me. Yeah, I've never had a, a dude ask me, but it's always the women that. That I that I encountered that asked me, you and somebody? I'm like, nah. 
Like you've never seen anything that even looks like that. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that if anything, just, I, 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 sometimes I think that men are responding to women sexualizing them, but it, that is just not, it's just not the case. My name is Samaya, and I'm the host of Not Just Another Sex Podcast, and I might look familiar to you because I'm also the owner of Sexual Essentials. One of the main things that I was known for was teaching people how to do the skills that they need to have a great sex life. That means I teach masterclasses in dick riding 101, masturbation and squirting, and the infamous mouth masterclass. So what we're doing today for our listeners is giving you 50% off any class of your choice with the code NJASP. That's just the, you know, initials of the name of the podcast, if you can't remember. But use the link below or any of the links in our bio so you can take advantage of this offer. All right, now back to the show. I've always teased you about all your friends rich. All your friends. Like, <laughs> if you think about like, so <laughs> if I take like Dijon's five closest friends, you got like some doctors in there. You got some millionaire entrepreneurs in there. You got top of the line real estate agents. Like I've always, and Alfred's like, damn, Dijon, do you have any broke friends? He was like, no. And he's like, I don't want any broke friends. I was like, damn, that's hella. That's not fun. Is, he was like, that's not fun. <laughs> like, and I'm like, damn, that's hella superficial. He was like, is it? Is it? He it's, was like, at a certain point, if I'm leveling up, my the people around me, the, like, I feel like Dijon takes a, an equation, a mathematical approach to life. Like, I'm, I'm practical. Very practical. Very practical in every sense. And I know myself very, very well. So if I know that in this area, this is a strength of mine or this is a something that I need or it's a, maybe a love language in a sense, then I need to put myself in the position to be close to that or around that all the time. Because if I'm not around that, I'm going to feel comfortable yeah. and if I, I'm uncomfortable. And if I'm uncomfortable, then I don't trust my environment. I don't trust the people around me. So for me, it's a matter of when you're around people who have an abundance, not money, just a, an abundance of something that could benefit you in your life. Um, I like to be around that because they may not view it as an abundance, but I do. It's kind of yeah. like how you view me in a sense. Like yeah. you say I'm very grounded and you may view that in a, from a, from an abundance perspective that I can give you that um, that, that middle ground, that even key. It doesn't really take from yeah, you because it, you yeah. have some, because like, it, that's just, but the thing is, is because it's me. So it doesn't feel like that I'm, I'm giving that to you. But when you're around that, you get that from me right off the bat because yeah. it's just who I am. Yeah. I don't have to extend extra energy being something that I'm not because I show up who, as who I am, which is a benefit to you because it keeps you grounded in some type of sense, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Um, I've also noticed that outside of your your friends just all making major money, um, they're all very different. They're all very different. So what are the things that you do look for in friendship? Because whatever it is that you're looking for, almost all of your friends you've been friends with for 10 plus years. Not yeah. saying that I don't have that, but as a man, the people that you, I, I just, I watch how particular you are. I'm very big. And I, and I, you know, I tell everybody all the time. I love a picky man. I, I love my best friend. I think that's great for him. And I watch how he doesn't get into the same issues that I get into when I wasn't so damn picky. So I'm like, okay, this is something that I can learn from. And I feel like that's why I learned it. Um, I, yes, I have parents. Yes, I had a dad, but I do not look up to, like, that's not how I'm picking a man, right, right, you know? Right. And so I feel like fine, not, not surrogates, but finding other masculine figures in my life that I can say, I respect that. I can look up to that. Like, you know, that kind of thing. So what are the, and for those listening, whether that be men or women, what are the traits that you think are most important to you? Because whatever it is that you're doing, you're doing it right. And you're still allowing people to be who they are. So what is it that's important to you? Whatever your values are. I mentioned are. the first one already. The first one was character. I think the second thing, if I had to name it, it would be um, self-accountability. I think that's mm. so key because to me, self-accountability shows that you're able to realize you did something that may have offended me or maybe another friend or et cetera, et cetera. And then realizing like, OK, you know, I messed up, but. I'm going to acknowledge that I messed up. Like, Not you know, I, I, I fucked mistake. up. Like, yeah, I, I fucked yeah. up. I clearly fucked up in this situation. And I'm like, you know what? 
you didn't have to do that because I know a lot of motherfuckers will sit there and fuck some shit up and then act like they never gas like the fuck out of you. Like, bro, I just seen that shit. So for me, like, and to me, that's a form of self care. That's a form of self growth, self accountability, because that's one of the hardest shit to do is hold yourself accountable. Yeah, it's so hard, and um, that's that's key to me. I think number three is um, knowing how to put others first. Mm. And I and I say this, if I had to date a woman, I have to see like motherly skills. You don't have to be a mother, but when you have motherly skills, you put others before you in certain situations. And how does that work with men? Are you looking for like father, like a fatherly skill in them as well? No, like they, like they, in the, uh, uh, from a man's standpoint, I'm going to take one for the team. Okay, so not in the context of. I know this is not another sex podcast, but I ain't me. So you know, taking one for the team, like you know, understanding, like, look, like I know you got a lot of shit going on, so I'll do this for you. Yeah, like to me, that's looks like in a mask. Yeah, and it's not that I need that all the time. It's just knowing when to do it, and it's just like, yo, that was so clutch. Like you clearly saw, because I'm the I'm the type. I'm not gonna ask for help. Like I will. I will do shit on my own and I will stress and I will be under pressure and I'll eventually get it done. And the thing is, it's just like when someone be like, yo, like, let me let me take some of that work from you. And, and I'd be like, no, <laughs> really? You mean it? <laughs> because if it's somebody new doing it to me, I'm probably going to say no. Yeah. But if it's someone that I've developed a bond with over a period of time, that means I trust you to some extent and it makes me more comfortable um, opening up and allowing you to take off stuff off my table. Yeah. So, yeah. I feel like it's crazy because one of the, one of the things that I love about our friendship and most of my friends is that all of y'all let me obsess about work. So all I, y'all know, all I talk about is working or creating content and not like in a like aesthetic way, but like, Oh, what do you think about this topic? And Oh, we should discuss this, this, this. And I love that I don't have to think about that right. when we're talking. Like I can call you and we'll talk about business for three hours and you won't have not one problem with it. And that's us catching up. That's mm-hmm. us connecting. But for some people, if I called them and all I talk about work, it would be very offensive. Like, right. you know, and so I love having the like-minded friendness and the businesses like, like we actually work together in work. And I love that because for me, it's like, when would I talk to people if I couldn't talk about work? <laughs> like, I'm so damn busy. Hey, I mean, shit, this, you know what I'm this, saying? This is like, your lifestyle now. This is my lifestyle. Yeah. Like, I'm building something and this this matters more to me. So having friendships that allow me to be myself. Um, and also, as I make new friends, it's really good to have um, a structure to look back on, to compare it to, and not compare the friendships, but saying, do I feel just as comfortable as I do in these friends? You know what I'm saying? These are friendships that I've had for 10 plus years, 12 plus years, whatever. You know, and and picking like that, so that's super important to me. Um, how do you think we've changed since being friends? Yeah, that's a good ass question. <laughs> Who wrote that? It's me. <laughs> how do you think I we've think, changed? And it's been thirteen years. Ah, uh, I think the biggest change. No, no, no. Actually, scratch that. What? What's the biggest change you've seen in me? And I'm gonna tell you the biggest change I've seen in you. Okay, I think the biggest change um, I've seen in you is. Uh, the willingness to you're already a person that has to be involved in everything. <laughs> Your hands got to be on it. You got to be touching it. <laughs> and I think the biggest change I've seen in you is learning how to let go certain things that you felt like you had to hold on because it was something that you felt like if you gave it to somebody else, they wouldn't handle it with care or the similar care that you had. And we've talked about this with sexual essentials, even when you had the page and we were looking to outsource it to have someone manage the page other than you. And you was just, man, man, me and her had this conversation like goddamn like 10 times. And I could tell, she was triggered every time we talked about it. She's like, nope. I think about it. Nope. Lost the whole yeah, page. yeah. They lost the whole page, and I think that was a. And I told you that when you lost the page, it was a blessing in disguise because um, at one point you thought it was the end of the world. <laughs> it was, I was, you know what? 
it's so scary when yeah. you've built something from the ground up and you've bet everything on it. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I can't go back to corporate America. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I'm, I'm on the internet teaching this and that and, and everything else and, and having a child, you know, from a different perspective of having a child and do, mind you, everything sexual essentials was started anyway, mm. in spite of all of that. So it was fear. You know, and but you it, don't, you never scared of anything. It's not that I'm not a, f- no, no, I, I wouldn't say that about me. Now. There, there is fear, but I do a lot of things in fear. Y'all talked about it earlier. Yeah. Like do it in fear because if you don't do it at all, you're going to, that's going to be a regret of yours one day. I love and that it, fear is just an emotion to you. You like, it's an emotion. Yeah, but, and and then, then you're, like you said, you're practical. So you're like, okay, I feel the fear, which means that me, I probably should be doing for it. For me, is it's like if I get into a car accident right now. Let's not say that. Well, look, look, look. <laughs> just using an example. God, I hope that doesn't happen. So let's say if I get into a car accident um, and I hit another car, I could get out and anxiety kicks in, fear kicks in. Um, um, I'm nervous, probably sh- shaking up, et cetera. And you the way how my, and, and you said what? <laughs> you said it might be shitting. You say, yeah, you might be. <laughs> so the way how my mind works is once I could get a control of my mind, I could turn off the fear and say, okay, is someone hurt? Am I hurt? Let me make, how could I fix this situation? Not that I'm a fixer, like fixing everything. Process. You, my thought you, process. Your thought I have processes. to, because for me is if I stay in that fear and that anxiety, how is that helping the situation? Mm. Like it is not helping the situation. Yes. So for me, I have to get to that point fast, efficiently enough to say, all right, cool. Let me make sure I'm okay. The person I hit is okay. My bad. That probably was me. You know, yeah. let's, let's handle this in a very, very um, constructive way. What a process. Yeah. So, process. so when, you know, you leave and I leave that, yes, it was a misunderstanding, it was a mistake that took place. But we're here now. Let's come to a common ground faster. Why we got to sit here and argue and it could turn into yeah. something that completely negative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is the and, process and, to approach and it. And that's how I feel about fear. It's just like, you know, when you when you feel it and when you sense it, allow yourself to feel it. But at the same time, don't allow it to put you in a stagnant place. You got to think fast or just pivot. Think about what can make this situation better. And that's how my mind works with everything. So the biggest changes that I've seen in you, um, you know, back in the day, used to be Captain Saber. Oh, yeah. Um, and the I, whole cape. The- <laughs> you still got it? Uh, no. <laughs> um, and it wasn't out of, like, lack of self-love. It was just being such a good person and seeing good things in other people and wanting it to, you know, wanting them to get to it. Right. Um, and then I, I saw you put yourself first and say, you know what? I can't do anything for anybody that they can't do for themselves. Right. But then there was a a bigger one. There was, I saw how you dedicated your life to the process. There was a lot of times where I was like, well, what are you going to do next? And what are you going to do this? And you were like, I don't know. But I know that I have to figure out a process that, like, I watch how you have curated your routine over time. And so when anger, when anxiety, when stresses kick in, I watch the things that you've done every day pull you out of that. You know what I'm saying? And like your meditation walk every single day. Like mm-hmm. you don't miss that. And I've watched you get angst. Like when even when you've come in town for us to work and you like, I haven't been to the gym in three days. I have to go do something. It's a part of your daily routine. Right. And I watch how grounded you are as a reflection of that. And everything that you didn't know, you figured out and in, in, in the midst of that still did your routine. And now I'm watching you curate this Toro, com- like this Toro business. And in the matter of like 30 days, you had what, three cars? Now, how many I got? Like four, four cars. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, man, y'all booked and busy. Like y'all stay, you know what I mean? And, and now you're like, okay, now what do I do? How many more? Now you got all of us like, okay, hey, we want to invest our money with you. But it's like a couple of years ago, even when, you know, I had sexual essentials and it was booming and, you know, Willie was graduating and everybody was moving around you. I watched you show up for them, clap for them. And you say, you know, I'm going to stick to this process. I'm going to do, you know what I'm saying? Show up every day. I've watched you um, take a job and, and you're teaching middle schoolers and high schoolers and then watch them move you up into college education. I've watched them beg you yeah, to I did stay. a lot of random shit. You did, but you always <laughs> did something that was a part of following the process and pouring into the steps because it was like, you know what? 
I don't know what I want to do next, but I know that I'm going to need this. So let me get this out of the way now. Like I watch you not overreact and take the, the, what'd you say? Uh, what's the approach? Like a, like logical. Yeah. Logical, lo- a log- a logical approach. approach yeah. I, I've learned that when I call you, I have to, you might let me vent. <laughs> but I got 10 minutes. <laughs> I got well, 10 it, minutes. It, you get, depending on what it is. Yeah. Yeah. But after that, that next conversation is how are we solving this? What is what are you going to do? You mm-hmm. listen to it and 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 I appreciate that like you said you you have that in abundance and I that's how I've watched you change over years. I watched you I've watched you trust the process and you know, I I love that for you. I'm very proud of you. Yeah, for me is um I'm naturally a jack of all trades. So if I if I like something, then I'm going to figure out every single possible way to do it and then I'll do it. And I may hit the the novice level or the beginner level or maybe the foundational level or maybe like middle tier. Maybe I'm a little bit of you an expert. You don't need to be advanced or yeah. proficient at and everything. That's, that's the thing. I'm not. I'm, I'm just not. And then my mind will be like, oh, I want to do this. And I, and then I'll still have that skill set that I develop in this thing, then go to another thing and then go to another thing. So You're that's just cha- how. You're very good with change. Yeah, I guess I guess you could say that. I'm telling you that you, I'm telling you that you are change is change is constant. And I watch you even when you get comfortable, like I've never seen you stay at a job for more than three years. Nah, leaving money on the table. You're leaving money on the table. That's, that's the, that's, that's, that's the and, practical side of me and the log- and, logical side. But of me. it works yeah. and, it, and it works. And I, I watch you not get comfortable. So that way when life changes and you didn't change it, you pivot faster than most people because you require yourself to change anyway. I watch you pick up a new book, take up a new skill. Like, you know what? I'm going to try this different for 30 days and see what it does. I watch you go through so much. You force yourself to go through change. So when it does come up in the, the work world or whatever, or in life, you're always okay. Like, well, I, the thing is, I don't hold on to stuff. Like, like, it's just like, that's why when we, when the page got shut down for you, I knew how much it meant to you. But also I said to you in that same breath, I said, look, it's time to pivot. Yeah. It's time to do something else because because of the business that people think you're in and you're not actually in it. People think like they, I, people they think, think you in a lot of things, not, but you, they, they really don't know. Well, if you if you're if you're a Patreon follower, those are the people that's like, oh, okay. Yeah. She's, they know. Yeah. They know. They're like, okay, so, she's not just teaching. So sex and, at all. and that's the thing. It was just like when the page got taken down, I was like, look, like that shit sucks. And you worked your ass off. You built this business out of sticks and stones. Yeah. And I said, look, you're in a way better position. From when you started Sexual Essentials. I said, if you could build that motherfucker from sticks and stones, think about what you could do, what you got now, nigga. God damn. So it was just like, I had to let you know that. But at the same time, I couldn't keep drilling you with that. I, need, I, I wanted you to take the time to process or grieve what you had lost. Yeah. But I'm going to still tell you like, hey, like, yo, like, there's a lot of money out here. Like, don't take too long now. Like, I'm going to give you some time. <laughs> but up, <laughs> keep your chin up. up. So it, it was, that's how the conversation went. And I think over maybe a couple of weeks, you, you know, grieved. You and watched you me find a process. Yeah, we, we, we had a conversation. I remember it like it was yesterday. I was driving one of my rentals back from a customer. And we spoke, and I was on 95 driving. And you were saying like, yeah, like, and I could do a house too. I said, let's do it all. <laughs> I said, I'm with the shit. It's like, yeah. let's do it all. Yeah. And, and look. Where the fuck we at? You know we sitting in the house. Absolutely. This it was, was a, a phone call, bro. I don't think you realize the power of manifestation. Like, nigga, we had a phone call about this literally like fucking four months ago. It, Let it soak in. You got a fucking house, your shit, your podcast, your world. But let it soak in. Seriously. You manifested this shit. That's powerful. That's the type of, that's one of the biggest thing I respect about you because it reminds me to continue to keep manifesting. So you have the power to manifest. Nigga, you, you, <laughs> nigga, you masturbate and, and, and manifest. Like, <laughs> nigga, who does that? <laughs> to, how many, how many, how many, how many times you masturbated for your birthday? <laughs> nigga, nigga, nigga came on the web, nigga came on the internet and told the world, yep, I done masturbated 30 times for my 30th birthday. I'm like, nigga, it takes a lot of confidence to say some shit like that to the world. <laughs> like, you need your own podcast. Oh my Seriously. God. 
I remember when Deshaun told me, you hella confident. I said, I am. He said, do you know what you be talking about? <laughs> I love you, man. You just oh, be gosh. out here telling people that they pussy dry. I, it takes a lot of confidence to tell people that. <laughs> I, I'm serious. Like You so damn funny. That's, that's the truth. Look here. Hey, you guys, it's your host, Samaya. I hope that you guys are loving the show. Let's think about this name here. Not just another sex podcast means that some of it is absolutely sex. So if you're loving the content and you want to talk about this more, you need to join our Patreon community. There we have almost 300 hands-on classes, workshops, interviews, behind the scenes, and so much more. We even meet up once a week on Zoom to discuss the episodes. Did you relate to something? Did you have something to say? Or did you just need to talk about it a little more and meet other like-minded people? Patreon is definitely where you need to be. So don't hesitate. Look below, click the link, sign up, and I will see you at our weekly Zoom. All right, now back to the show. I'm grateful. I'm very grateful. You should be. It's it's a a lot of blessings that has happened. Again, a lot of shit happened with the page, the page not coming back, whether it's coming back or not. You know, and you know, it was so much more than that. It was really just the final thing of learning to let go. And I've learned that you've watched me learn that lesson Mm -hmm. the hard way. You've watched me learn that lesson the hard way. And I feel like only until recently, you saw me start letting go of things quick. Like, hold on, are you going too fast now? Yeah, yeah. but, But at the end of the day, what I'm learning is that what I what I admire in you is your intuition about yourself and understanding um, how you feel. You, right. There, I can I can tell Dijon why something makes sense, and he will agree that does make sense. But that is not what I want to do. <laughs> and I agree with you that that makes sense, and I agree with you that that is great. But nigga, I go home <laughs> or whatever it is, and it's it's like you know what? Um, you can't convince you of you feeling anything. It's else. because I can't if if I can't hold on to what you're giving me because it doesn't do anything for me. But it may do something for you. Yeah. And that's why I'll say, look, like, Follow yes. Follow your thing. Sometimes yeah. we got to go separate yeah. ways. And that's the thing. is just like, if you want me to agree with everything you say, then, then you, you don't, don't want, want to be my friend. friend. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't be, be, actually, you know what's crazy don't is me and Dijon, be my friend. me and Dijon don't agree on a lot <laughs> of things. A lot of, of shit. Like, and not because we don't agree. It's just more so we do everything differently. differently. Yeah. Everything that we do is differently. And so it's just like when people are looking for similarities and you know what I've allowed myself to, re- what being friends with you in the last year has helped me realize is that, I was not comfortable even saying that I want these type of traits in my man one day because right. people be like, oh, see, this is why my friend, my, my nigga can't have no girl as a best friend and stuff like that. And it's like, y'all are sexualizing it. If you just take a moment and say, you know what? I really love that you do this. And guess what? I do do everything differently than him. Yet we still work out. We still have a respectful friendship, the way that we communicate. And I respect his opinion and I trust his opinion, right. you know, and it's different from me. So one of the things I've looked for in the past is for similarities and partnerships. And that really hasn't gotten me where I needed to go because I am me. Like you said, I, I now I'm looking for things that I want. Like I love that. about when I think about how I pick my friends, I'm like, you know, what if I took that approach when it comes to picking partners and my friendships have done that for me, not just ab- this one, yeah. but think about it. All of you are different. Whenever your friend tells you, I don't want to go out. I don't want to do nothing. I mean, you give them a hard time, but you're like, y'all, now I want you to go do what you want. But if I, it's your boo, oof, it's the yeah, end of the world. <laughs> you took a nap. Now we broke up and, and it's all this drama, but you respect your friends. Yeah, You do respect your friends. You don't give them no issues. You want the best for them. You're not jealous of them. You're not trying to hold them to yourself. Well, me, you know, I hate to share my friends. So I do try to hold my friends to myself. <laughs> yeah, mine. Uh, but it's, the respect. I'm just like, I want to see the way that I love on my friends and the way that my friends love on me in that space. I want to do more of that in relationships. And I don't think people allow themselves to even think that because we scorn by the movie Brown Sugar. And, you yeah, know, I mean, we're not, we're not, we're not, best friend, the thing man. is, we're not, we're not taught, we were never taught how to date. There was no rule book. There was no, like, nope, there's no real rule book on how to be a parent. Like, let's just be real. And it's yeah. one of those things that, we watch movies, we watch TV shows, or we watch our friends who are around us, and we pretty much just do the same thing they did. They'll mm. date somebody, and then they'll put this person on a podium, and a when they do something that you disagree with, that your friend probably would do, you, you'll treat it differently because you don't view them as a friend. So it's, mm. I think it's a, it's a good approach to, to date like that. Like, hey, like, 
we got to be friends first. Yeah. Shit, we got to we gotta be able to play Uno, laugh, cuss each other out, <laughs> uh, or Monopoly, whatever the case may be. We got to be able to do, you know, things that I do with my friends. Yeah. Like, and if if I can't do that with you, then then why the fuck we talking? And it's not overbearing. Like, I, I Dijon has been with me. I mean, Dijon took pictures at my wedding. Yeah. And then held my hand through the divorce. Like, <laughs> so he's been there for all those things. But And this sounds like a lot, but it's not like I talk to this man every single day. You know what I'm saying? Or any of that. And I think that learning to have meaningful times when you're together is important because when you do get in a relationship, you realize I don't need to see you necessarily every, like, especially new dating. Right. I don't need to see you every single day. I talk to you every single day. Da, 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 da. Like I, I respect the way that you date with women. I love how you show up. Like those are great examples for me when I'm looking at men, not to compare everything, but to say, you know what? I watch how a man with integrity moves and I watch how when he says he wants to do something, he does it. And if he doesn't, and that goes with dating as well. Right. I just, I respect you very much because the way that you move, nobody knows. Only people that know are the people like that you people allow. In the business. And if you know how he moves, then mm-hmm. it's, it's, it is an honor just to be called your friend. So um, appreciate it, appreciate it. You know, you eyed or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, oh, look at Thank that! You. Nice. Oh, I the hospitality. The hospitality. The hospitality. house. Just want to let y'all know that the SC Content House has a open bar, has food, and all of that goodness. And, you know, you can help us and pay the bills. And water that's good for your pH balance. Yes, it's yes, great sir. water. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want to help us pay these bills, please make sure that you subscribe to Patreon, order some merch, and all those good things. We're going to plug it. We're going to plug it. Um, so let's move on to the advice. Um, make sure that you write us your advice letters. We know that we're just getting started, so we're being patient. Um, but you can send in your advice letters to not just another sex pod at gmail.com. Um, and today, what is your advice um, to people who are saying that men and women can't be best friends? What do you want to what do you want to say to them? Or even people that don't have any friends of the opposite sex? That's cap. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's that's what it is. Is is it's a lie. It's you know, a lie. It's a little bit of a red flag to me. It's now. it's a it's a lie you tell yourself because you believe it can't happen. I'm I'm of the mind if you say this could happen in your life, then it'll happen in your life. If you say it can't, yeah, because can't. other people have done it. So if there are use cases, if there are examples of it, then why the fuck you can't figure it out? I it's, like it's probably something wrong with you. It, mm, there you go. It, it is a little bit of a red, I know red flag is overused and running the ground or whatever, but whatever term y'all want to use, it is a little bit off putting when I meet someone that doesn't have friends of the opposite sex because not because that part is the problem, but usually it's a part of a bigger scope of how that person thinks. And that may work for them, but the type of free person I am and the way that I love on my friends and, you know, what, how you guys have changed my life, right. it's like I could never give that up. And every time I meet a man that's like, now nah, I ain't got no female friends, I can always tell. I could tell that you're not used to dealing with women. I could tell that you're not really being sensitive like that. And you're going to you're going to think that I should not be friends with my best friend. That's, that's, not, that's, that's not an option for that's me. That's also a sign that they're not um, they're not tapped into their feminine energy. So if a guy says that to you, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, yeah, you're not going to do well with feminine energy around you. You're you overly you don't, masculine yeah, at this point. Yeah, you're not going to be able to have self-control. You may say hmm. something vile and think it's okay when it's really not okay. You may uh, take some type of action or do something and you're like looking at him like, bro, like chill. And to me, mm-hmm. that's, you have to, there's a balance because we both, you know, as a, as a, you know, you have masculine energy too yeah. and feminine. You may be more fem- feminine than masculine, but it's, it's, there's, there's a balance, right? It's a part of the, the yeah. process of, of bettering your emotional yeah. intelligence so, hanging around right. both. So I think for you, you, you like my masculine energy and I like your feminine energy. I think that's why we're really, really good friends. I think it starts there from the jump. Yeah. Like when you meet somebody at first, right off the jump, you could tell, I'm gonna fuck with this nigga. Like this nigga cool as shit. Yeah. Or he'd be like, ah, and um, what's so crazy is we've been like this since day one yeah. and ain't had no issues. Like this is my road dog. Right. My road dog. Um and it's and also you guys, another perspective is that it might not even mean that you're 
a terrible person if you don't have any female friends. But I can say that having female friends, if you're a guy or vice versa, if you're a woman, having male friends can enhance your life. I'm not going to say that you're a terrible person, even though I've every time I meet somebody that doesn't, they're kind of weird. But think but about it from it this. Can enhance, it can enhance yeah, your it, life. It could, think about it from this standpoint. When somebody says, I can't have um, female friends or I can't have male friends. Why can't you? What, what is the one thing that comes to mind? That you're going to sleep with them. If you have them, so and like that's, I said, no. That's a control. form of you don't know how to control yourself. Yeah, around other or motherfuckers. Or you think that men are for fucking if you're a woman, or as a and woman, you that's, like, and that's you know, a fucked up mindset. That is a fucked up mindset. <laughs> so it leads back to what he's like. I said what I said. If you don't have no female friends and you a man, and if you that's a, a, then that's weird. It it just it never ends well. It's never a good situation. Um, I I just don't do it because I'm just like right. You you not gonna like who I am then if you think that women should not have male friends, vice versa. We're not gonna get along because I'm you know I'm too damn free and, to be and you for and me, me and for me. When I, I don't use the the word friend loosely. If I consider you a friend, I consider you family. Yeah. Because for me, people who exactly. are, you know, blood related to me, those are relatives. And some those of them, I don't relatives. even see them as family. I'm just keep yeah, we're, we're I'm very honest people. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. for me, it's just like if I see you as a friend, I see you as somewhat family. So it's kind of like are you, you're saying to me that you can't have family around you mm-hmm. because you're afraid of what's going to happen especially if it's the opposite sex so that that tells me it gives you a it's, it's a certain perspective you have and uh, i disagree with it i understand the peanut gallery has a question because we're real people and we have real jobs we sneeze and and stuff and so it's real, real people, people listening. Listening. I, so if y'all just heard this little sidebar the question that has been asked have y'all ever thought about each other like that tell us the tea i have um, I considered it. Um, and I'll, I'll just be totally honest. For me, it wasn't until 20, what's last year? 2022 mm, was yeah. the first time that I even was like, is, are we tripping? And it was more so because I was like, you know what? I do love this man. Like, you can't tell me that I don't. And this is the type of man I want in my life. But also, it's people like, Y'all are just so great and da-da-da-da. This is exactly why I don't listen to motherfuckers now. What works for me works for me. Like, I said what I said, but people ask you the same fucking question a thousand times. And depending on when you catch me, like, and at that time, you know, I was going through a hard time. And right. it was just like, somebody, you're good. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I think that's the point of having a good friend. My friend knows that's not... You know this isn't what you, you know what I'm saying like right. what you want there are checks and balances there. Um and for the longest I was very uncomfortable, well, not even longest cuz this lasted like a month y'all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> See, she's so damn dramatic. <laughs> it, it's so but for me it was a big thing. You remember cuz I and also I tell my best friend everything. So I told him. <laughs> I was like I was like this how I've been feeling but also I never got to the point that I could picture us sexually. That's how I was like, oh, no, that would never work. If I can't picture fucking, then I know that, girl, you just talking some shit. But I did get a lesson out of it. Mm. And the lesson for me that I got out of it was the response. When I told him what I was thinking, it was his response to I'm I'm really touched that you feel that way. Like, of course, he was like, I don't feel that. And I don't think you feel that either. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> that was the truth. He was like, I don't, I don't think you feel that either. <laughs> but I did say that. He did. It's also bad. <laughs> but to me, it didn't because it's also the tone. Like he was like, somebody that's I know how big that is for you. Because you know, for the longest, I thought that if a woman even slept with a friend that oh that means you're a hoe or you're this and that and that came from trauma in my household right. from my mom every time I grew my first like best friends like in high school like my closest friends like not just your elementary this is my best friend come home my closest friends were were men um who are still in my life today and she just always asked me are you sleeping with them are you doing this with them and so that made me think that's what people do and that's a terrible ideology. Right. And it was then, and it, mind you, I went to, when I thought I liked my friend, y'all, I went to therapy. That, <laughs> went to my therapist and was like, bitch, what the fuck is this? And, and she was like, there's, there's a lesson out of here and you're missing it, you know? And so, um, it wasn't until I spoke up about it that I got the lesson. And the lesson was 
no one should be offended if you love them or like them. Right. No one should be offended by that. That's not how you treat someone. At the end of the day, if you're not proud or happy that a friend feels whatever, you can always set it straight and you can set it straight in love, you know? And it also told me, who cares what the fuck people say? People thought that it was great that my husband was who he was and it wasn't great for me. You know what I'm saying? Who cares what people think? Mm. So now people say, oh, it's, you and your best friend are great. You should be with your best friend. I'm going to do it because of them. Like, that's not how it works. Right. But it goes back to just the importance of being friends with somebody who does know themselves and who can say, you know, I understand why you like why you felt that way or how that happened. But also being there for me and saying, like, I, I know that was a big thing for you. Like, yeah. No, I, 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 it, it was because I know because I know you. And I've known you for quite some time now. So when you say something like that to me, I have to take it seriously. I can't, you know. Like you I'm, didn't even joke. You did yeah, not like, say one sarcastic thing. Typically, I'll joke about some shit like oh, that, too. Oh, he made too. fun of me at <clears throat> terrible times. 24-7. Like, 24/7. I could be crying and he'd be like, damn, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't help it. If you, if you, if you want to, if you want to be my friend, that's what, that's what comes uh, with the package. laugh inappropriately every time. Um, but no, I, I, when you shared that with me, I, I, I realized what you were doing. I realized how hard it was for you to, um, have that conversation. And I know you didn't want to have the conversation. Didn't. It was just like out of therapy. It was just <laughs> like, yo, you need to talk about this because if you keep holding on to it, then it, it may hold carry some type of weight on your conscience and whatnot. Um, but to answer your question in the beginning, when I first uh, met somebody, we instantly click and it was under the same perspective or context. You were saying that when you meet someone, you click with them. Yeah. Hello. Cool. You friends. Da, 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 da. So you're supposed assume. to, you're supposed to end up together. So in the beginning, <laughs> like in the, in like in the first two, three years yeah. of our friendship, I was like, I can see this shit happening eventually. Yeah. Um, but I think the reason why it didn't happen is because I believe that there are certain people in my life that benefit me in a way and vice versa, um, <laughs> benefit me in a way that I'm not supposed to go there with them because I'm supposed to go there with them in another context. Like yeah. we, we, spo- if we supposed to be together in business. There's, oh, there's no man. question about that. We made, we there, there's money. no question about yes. that. So because you call me all the time and we'll talk and you, I guess what, whenever we talk, I bring something out of you where you're allowed to think clearly. Yeah. Like it ain't all the time, <laughs> but, but it, may take, it may take two or three phone calls. We'll talk and hash it out. And then she'll be like, ah, I get it. I get what I need to do. I said, all right, cool. You're good. And it's, and then I'll realize like, I'll be talking to you and I'll, I'll just be talking. And then you be like, that's a great idea. And I'm like, damn, that is a good idea. I just said some some profound some, like shit. some profound shit. Yeah. So for me is you you bring that out of me as well. I see you. Yeah. You bring that out out of me. And the thing is, I didn't realize I had that until I went into business with you. Cause the more we talk, like the more we talk, I'll say some shit. You be like, "Yo, that's a dope ass idea." I'm like, "It is." If he, if he, if he give me an idea, I'm a run with it, yeah. and I'm a, I'm a build a house with it when it comes to to business, like business. This is definitely one of my favorite people to talk about money with, for sure. Oh yeah, I can we talk, can about, talk that about that all day. If you want to talk about money, that call me. Big money, because I like to talk about money. Big love money. It. I'm t- because when you talk about money, at the end of the day, you're still talking about character because mm-hmm. it's talking about how you get the money and everything. Like this man makes me better, and I I realize that even in the future, if like especially when dating someone, somebody may be like, "Damn, you ever fuck around with your best friend?" That's a that's a fair question. The answer is no. Mm-hmm. Um, I ain't never kissed the man. I ain't ne- I barely hug him. It's like <laughs> when I see him, it's like, "What up, gang?" We gang. We, we give a, we give, give each other a church hug, a this, church bro? hug, a little uh, dab, uh, and it's not. It's just both of us are not really like that. Like we both real. We have a similar uh, like the body keeps score when it's talking yeah. about like how we grew up and like we we both came from nothing. You know, what mud. I'm saying? but it, in different ways, but we come from nothing and, and our, our dreams are very similar. So I would tell somebody the truth, like, oh, this is what happened. It happened. You know, I, I thought I liked that nigga for a month, but he's just my best friend. That's another thing. Like <laughs> what, the thing you, you mentioned, um, quote unquote, we got it out the mud and you really did get it out the mud. Nigga. You from the hood. Just, just be she. You she know, come on here and you know what's so funny. She's from the hood, but that, in, in that same breath, <laughs> look at the amount of shit she has accomplished. 
and the thing about that's one of the biggest thing I, I respect about you because we came from nothing and you didn't allow that to hinder where you wanted to go. Yeah, you tried the nine to five. You tried that. I tried my you very tried best. your best. I tried my very whole best. lot of anxiety between staying or leaving, right? But even knowing that the fact that you didn't come from nothing, you're like, man. You know, my job. biggest fear was both of us was always like we would never be broke again. Oh no, no, no! And, and that's what the, motivates me. Uh, absolutely, the fear for, of being broke. The difference. This is the difference. <laughs> be broke. This is the difference between <laughs> me and John's story. I'm from St. Louis, and I'm not saying St. Louis is the hood, but if you're from there, you understand how difficult it is. And for anybody that's from a small town or whatever, how difficult it is to leave where you're at right, right. and and venture off. But also. Dijon comes from, this is all we had. Yeah. And I come from a a family where I was made to think that we didn't have enough. So we would have stuff and I just wasn't allowed to have it or touch it or no, you need to pay for that on your own. Like college on your own. You need to, you know what I'm saying? Like I, when I even went to college, my parents was like, well, if we sign this, you need to pay it back to us. Like going to college like that. So it's like always seeing that there was some money within reach, but not being allowed to touch it. You mm. know what I'm saying? And just the mental and the physical of what really was going on. Like even when I told Dijon my whole truth of everything that had happened, all he was like was, man, I'm proud of you then. Like, and it's the lifestyle and the struggle that made it hood for me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, did I grow up in the projects? Absolutely not. But there, it doesn't, everything I grew up around doesn't feel like love. Everything did not feel like love. Um, that's some, that's not, that's not cool. Oh, <laughs> um, but I would say that the sim, sim, that's a similarity that we have that we're both scared of being broke and having nothing. And the way that we handle that is differently. Um, and I'm, I'm not ashamed. I love the fact that I'm not ashamed of a thing that I have felt. And I realize I can't be in things in friendships be. and I'm not. And you were the first person to tell me that there is nothing to be like, don't be embarrassed about that. There's, he's like, I'm honored that you think that way. About, that you, you know what I'm saying, think that way about me. And I, what I learned was a lesson. When someone likes you, they don't treat you mean. When they love you, they don't treat you mean, even if they don't agree or feel the same way. And so it set a precedence for me for everything after that. You know? uh, on that note, I could understand how it could go in a negative way if you were to ask someone else that, that you may probably consider a friend or et cetera, right? Yeah. So, you know, the play devil's advocate you, whenever you're having that conversation with somebody, you need to know what their emotion and emotional intelligence is like. Absolutely. And everybody's not mature. Yeah, enough everybody's to not mature enough like to that. have that conversation, right? That, like, because I'm sure other women and other men have felt that way about their best friend and didn't want to have the conversation because of their emotional intelligence, yeah. or maybe they wasn't mature enough, or maybe they're just. It was just the fear of having the conversation of just ruining the conversation ruining if it was the had. Yeah, about ruining so, the friendship. You can't you know, ruin a friendship. I think a friendship. that's a that's a good compass to to let guide you. You need to make sure that the person is ready to have the conversation. And I think when you had the conversation with me, it was a reflection of how you viewed me in the sense of he'll be I fine if we have, have this, this conversation. conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, on that note, we're going to wrap up and with the spiritual tip of the day and the spiritual tip of the day. First of all, claps to us for having that. Uh-huh. <laughs> so to answer all y'all questions, no, I do not be fucking on this nigga. God damn. <laughs> Please go get the it's fucking It's like life. the whole room was watching this, wondering the same shit. Like, that's what I felt There's when she no asked the question. No. She was like, hey, we got a question, baby. Come here. <laughs> uh, but we're going to end off with the spiritual tip of the day. The spiritual tip of the day definitely becoming one of my favorite parts of the show where we just um, allow for astrology tip or um, crystals or earthy, you know, my hippie side to come out because spirituality has been a huge healer and profound thing in my life. Um, but today is going to be a simple one. What does being a Capricorn mean? 
being a Capricorn. So when it comes to the Zodiac, there are 12 of them. And my, my dog right here, he is a Capricorn. And I, this is just a learning opportunity. When Capricorn shows up, Capricorn represents money. That's why you do your taxes in January. That's when it's the money time of the year. So when you think about the calendar first being made, you have to understand that people looked at the stars and all that stuff when they picked and all these things. And Capricorn shows up with money, groundedness, and um, a sense of self. And so when you look at your birth chart, um, we've talked about this a little bit before, but again, it's just a tip. Um, when you look at your birth chart um, and Capricorn shows up, that's a, a area where you're grounded. That's an area that has money. Like in that area, if you look at your Venus and it says you're a Cap, you're a Capricorn in Venus, that means that you show up in that thing, Venus, as a Capricorn. If it says that your moon, your moon sign is a Capricorn, that means that moon represents emotion your emotions, you act like a Capricorn. Um, mm. Big money, you're grounded in that area. Um, and that's just a little bit, you guys. I'm not an expert at these things, but I'm trying to hopefully plant a seed. So you can go to cafeastrology.com if you want to read more about- Shout out what, to all the Capricorns out there. <laughs> the big monies. Um, Capricorns out there. And you can look up what um, Capricorn means um, and then look at your chart and see if Capricorn shows up. And that's how you start learning how to read your birth chart. So- um, I want to thank my best friend for being on today. Um, tell the folks where they can find you. Um, tell them about the rental company if they need a car. We will make sure we put all this information below. And before he wraps up, I want to remind you guys, if you enjoy the conversations and you want to chime in, especially... I know everybody has a best friend out there and you want to chime in, whatever. <laughs> um, we meet up weekly on Patreon to discuss the podcast episodes. Sometimes the guest joins us. Um, sometimes it's just a reflection. If you want to just chime in and say, oh, this is what I was thinking this and whatever, this is a chance for you to share. So make sure you join the Patreon as well as there is over 250 something classes, workshops, everything on sex there, but also there's a community. So it's not just for you to listen, but we want to hear back from you. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast and my dog going to close us out and tell us where you can find him. Well, y'all can find me in my bag. I, I don't okay. want y'all to follow me. So uh, just if you're trying to get to the bag, just just uh, you know, let me know because I'm trying to get to the bag too. That's what you just can find me <laughs> in my bag. Okay. Because uh, uh, that's that's the only place I want to be found. Look here, there you go. That, that, I mean, period. Any, so. Anywhere else is uh, I'm good. Absolutely. Don't forget that negativity makes your pussy dry. And if you want to wear that on a shirt that you can get. Oh, I didn't realize you, you switched the, uh, okay. I'll switch it up on Yeah, them. switch it up you on know, I was in my bag. Like I told you, I went to the gym the other day and I wear the sweats. It's a negativity make, make your, your pussy, pussy dry. dry. The girl at the front desk, she was just like, I fuck with your sweats. You, you welcome. <laughs> you welcome. Um, I love y'all. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to this episode. Love you, friend. Happy belated birthday. Appreciate um, it. Make sure y'all tune in next week. Follow, share, rate, review, and we out. Bye. Thank you so much for making it to the end of this episode. Thank you for keeping an open mind and joining me in creating a safe place for others to share their truth. Make sure that you're following Not Just Another Sex Podcast wherever you listen to your podcast so you don't miss our weekly episodes. But also, if you want to keep the conversation going, make sure that you follow us on Instagram, Not Just Another Sex Pod, as well as Sexual.Essentials. Don't forget to sign up to my Patreon. The link is in the description of this episode. Not only do you get access to my personal life through my close friends and things like that, but I also have almost 300 classes, workshops, private group chats, hands-on demonstrations, interviews, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want more from me, then that's absolutely where you need to be. If you would like to support this podcast, make sure that you rate and review and make sure that you share this episode with your family and friends. I'll see you next week.